welcome to Smartest Energy Talks, the power market podcast from the next generation energy company. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this Smartest Energy podcast on the transition to net zero. Uh, My name is Mike Shirley, and I am Deputy Vice President of Marketing at Smartest Energy. Um, uh, I have been at Smartest Energy for six years now, and um, hopefully you all know that uh, we are trying to lead the way in uh, helping our customers transition to uh, low carbon electricity. Today, we are hosting um, Gudrun Cartwright, the Environment Director from Business in the Community. Uh, We are very proud to be members of uh, Business in the Community um, and have joined their Net Zero Task Force this year. Um, That has an ambition to equip and enable businesses to lead, deliver on the journey to zero carbon. and so, yeah, today I will be talking to Gudrun around how um, the uh, how we expect that to happen. Uh, I'd just like to introduce Gudrun now, please. Hi, um, and thank you for inviting me to be part of this conversation today. Um, so, as Mike said, I am Gudrun Cartwright. I'm the Environment Director at Business in the Community. Uh, and if you don't know who we are, we are the Prince of Wales's Responsible Business Network. Um, and we aim to make the UK uh, world leading at responsible business. And there are three key things that we campaign around. Um, we campaign and work with businesses to create an inclusive, um, skilled and healthy workforce now and for the future to build thriving communities for us all to live and work in. Um, and the area that I lead is around innovating to repair and sustain our planet. So I have been um, at Business in the Community a bit longer than Mike's been at Spartist Energy. I've been there 11 years. Um, Prior to that, I was a nurse and before that I worked in corporate HR. Um, So um, I've got quite a varied career, but it gives me a really interesting perspective, I think. So um, the Net Zero Carbon Task Force we set up um, about 18 months ago now. Um, and the whole purpose of that task force is to accelerate the transition um, to a net zero carbon world. Um, and it's really exciting to be working with Smartest Energy and a whole group of other businesses who are so passionately committed to making this happen. Thank you, Gudrun. Um, I mean, it's been it's been a really fascinating week with the uh, ruling on Heathrow uh, Terminal Three expansion. Um, I think. We are now uh, moving into an area where we, we might see uh, COP21 Paris uh, from 2015 starting to have some legal teeth. Uh, so it'll be very interesting the impact that that has on, on wider, um, wider government decision, decisions. Uh, I think it's really interesting as we approach this year um, COP26 up in Glasgow. Um, Dominic Raab this week has been talking around uh, the aim for COP26 to help re-engineer global finance. I think we're really starting to see a transition happen. Uh, the, today is Friday and, and I know Bristol are gearing themselves up for a, a visit from Greta Thunberg. So uh, it's really interesting the speed of change that, um, that, that is happening around environmental matters now. Um, We've seen uh, an increase 
um, enthusiasm from a number of our customers. So, so JLL, um, we, we've done some uh, work with them uh, and got some uh, written examples around their commitment to net zero uh, in building. So that's, that's interesting to see. Um, and then we're also seeing, I think it's something like 177 companies are now actually committed to a 1.5 um, degree warming trajectory. So it, we're, we're really starting to see a focus now. Um, and you know, the UK has made it legal that uh, we will be net zero by 2050. So um, I guess with all of the, that, um, that good news going on, what is it that um, business in the community can do to, to accelerate that? And, and what are the short-term plans for, for the Net Zero Task Force? Sure, so I think, um, I think we've got a really big focus on accelerating the transition. Um, so if we think about the 2050 timeline, um, you know, the science is really telling us it needs to be much, much sooner than that. Um, kind of 2030, and I know there's a, a paper due out if it's not out yet from the Tyndall Center that's saying that the science is saying sort of absolute zero by 2035. Um, so, you know, there's something around the science that says um, we need to be much faster. And, um, you know, you mentioned Greta Thunberg, but young people around the world are demanding that we're much faster. I think. Um, you know, saying that, you know, um, 2050 gives us a 50% chance and that's not good enough for us is a real sort of, um, you know, it's a real kind of eye-opening um, comment from young people. Yeah, I don't think we'd accept a 50% chance on a business decision, would we? <laughs> no, no, exactly. So I think, you know, that whole piece around how do we um, how do we bring together what the science is telling us, what young people are demanding from us, with our sort of reticence around, um, or, you know, uh, economically, that's going to be a, a struggle. So um, one of the things that I kind of um, really have uh, been watching a, a television programme recently around um, going to the moon, and every episode starts with that JFK quote about we do these things not because they're easy, but because they are hard. Um, and it feels that, you know, the climate and the net zero transition has so many exciting possibilities to create business value, to, um, you know, to deliver a better um, society and to increase all of our well-being. Um, that, you know, I would like us to be able to have that sense of excitement and can-do attitude. So we're very much around focusing on the positive of what we can do. Obviously, this is a massive year um, with the climate and not just the climate because there's the biodiversity COP um, in China and there's also a big ocean summit. So it's sort of a power year for the environment. Um, so there's a number of things that we're doing and um, we will be launching in the next couple of months a, a big campaign around how do we um, how do we really get this transition moving more quickly so um, this year we've got a, a few plans in in the pipeline um, the first one is around um, how do we mobilize leaders from across 
different functions on the C-suite. So, you know, we we know we have really um, a lot of CEOs who are who really see this as a big risk and an opportunity for their business. We know we've got brilliant and passionate sustainability people driving change through. But sometimes with that sort of layer of other professions, they don't necessarily see that this is part of their role. So we really want to dig into that. Um, we're creating with the task force a primer for the C-suite, so to kind of give them that understanding of why this is important to all the roles. And then we want to work with um, our members to, to have some roundtable conversations, to do some research, to really understand what those um, people think, how we can support them to incorporate this into their um, thinking, how they work with their teams, and then bring future leaders together to redesign and think about well, what does this transition mean for our professions? What skills do we need? What standards do we need? And um, so that's the first piece of work that we're kicking off this year. And the second one is is linked to that in that, you know, if we're going to make this happen, we need to get everybody involved. So how do we help um, the, the leaders to be um, to feel comfortable and um, engage lots of people to welcome challenge um, and involve um, people, in, employees in in the transition. How can we all get together to um, use our, our might as a network? I mean, we've got 750 members um, within BITC. So how can we all get together to use our combined purchasing power to make it easy for people to do things at home? Um, and then how can we help link up the grassroots activities, the young people um, with uh, business um, professionals to, to get things moving in in um, society. So th those are our kind of um, two key focuses. And then within that, we really need to be saying, right, so what are the practical things to do? How do we create the toolkit to make that happen? Um, and how do we bring together businesses on key areas of innovation that need to be tackled to make this happen? So, you know, having really interesting conversations around um, vehicles um, and fleets, you know, whether that's um, buses or lorries or vans, what does that look like to um, to decarbonize a fleet? Um, and then um, the other thing we're looking at is corporate workwear. So how do we, um, I mean, 33 million pieces of corporate workwear a year, 90% of those end up in landfill or incinerated. So we could do much better in terms of circular economy in how we, we use those and how we, um, you know, process them and, and keep them in in the system. There's some, some really interesting points there. Um, uh, the, the ones that I picked up on specifically, uh, I, I guess it's because it relates more to, to what we, we do. Um, but the, this concept of businesses needing to feel that they are making some progress and um, then also recognizing the, the impact that businesses can have. Uh, um, from my point of view, the reason businesses are so important is they, A, they have money to invest. They are constantly investing for the future of their business and to, to secure their, their commercial um, plans. Um, and so if we can get them to think about, this is the finance piece, but get them to think about how to invest the right money in the right things and, and to, to reduce some of that waste that you've just been talking around with, with workwear and, and those other things. They are a fundamental part of business operation. And so that if they can improve those investments, that's, that's a really, really good step because 
the second part of that influence that businesses have is that they employ lots of people and if they do the right thing at business then that changes behavior uh, people's behaviour at home as well. So I think that's a really interesting point you picked up on. But just to come back to the to the earlier point around how um, how businesses need to feel that they're making progress. Mm -hmm. There's a real, in my opinion, there's a, there's a danger that we suddenly accelerated the the timescales on a lot of this net zero stuff. And I, for one, believe that we need to accelerate it. But but. Um, when when you speak to C-suite, they're a bit like, okay, I knew, you know, obviously I talked to them around electricity and stuff, but but if you speak, speak to some of the CFOs, they go, I understand buying electricity, but, it, but now I've been given this um, net zero piece and that's just so much wider, has so many more considerations. Um, so I think uh, if we look at energy just for a minute, that, that's obviously the area where we're, um, we're most interested. Uh, we, we are seeing uh, a, a continued growth of renewable um, renewable sources within the electricity mix. Um, yeah, if we go back ten years ago, and we, we've just um, released some stats on how the the energy mix has changed in the last ten years, and and it, it, in ten years we've gone from something like uh, ten or twelve percent. Uh, actually, sorry, less. less yeah, about eight percent of uh, e electricity being generated by renewable sources, and then in the last year we're we're over thirty percent. Now that needs to accelerate and to be quicker. Um, you know, we are seeing ways for businesses to be able to um, to make commitments to decarbonise electricity and then to push that into their supply chain. Um, it, it, there's a really interesting thing so that you're starting to hear from businesses where um, yeah, the, the rhetoric has changed from yes we're going to become net uh, we're going to become uh, renewable energy to we're going to help start to build renewable energy and, and, and we, we yeah, are working with some of our larger customers um, to enable them to kind of sponsor new new developments coming through with, with the uh, corporate PPA concept. Um, <clears throat> I think yeah, that that is the part that we can play in this. That is why we want to be part of that net zero task force is because mm -hmm. we can help our business customers make those initial steps. Energy is clearly clearly a massive part of the emissions. Yeah, have you got any wider thoughts on on how businesses can can take those first initial steps and take those the, the, the initial wins which enables them to build momentum? Yeah, so I think, um, I mean, you know, the first thing is, it's, it's, it's not, um, it's, it's not glamorous, but the first thing is to kind of really know where you're starting from. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, so I think looking at that measurement piece and at business in the community, you know, we're doing that at the moment, doing our um, across all of our footprints and thinking across all of our scopes, sorry, and then thinking about what um, what we can do. So and we are small, you know, so um, one of the things. So I think understand where you start from. I think, you know, as you say, talking to, um, you know, smartest energy or um who you work with to say well what can we do how can we um you know how can we get um 
to be part of the solution. One of the really interesting things that we've been having a conversation um, with Forum for the Future about is the um, opportunity for businesses to team up with community energy projects. Um, so, you know, there are quite a lot of communities that would like to, um, to have um, renewable energy um, schemes and, you know, there's lots of people would like to invest in them privately. Um, and so where are the opportunities for, you know, businesses um, with significant roof space, I guess, essentially, to say, well, look, we could, um, we could enable that by um, make, you know, a peppercorn rent for our roof, and then we can um, work with that community to build that scheme and, and both benefit in it. So that's an interesting kind of idea around how do you link businesses and communities so that it's a collaborative venture. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a really interesting proposition. Yeah, no, I, I, I would agree on that. I think um, we are, um, the last couple of years have seen a reduction, almost you know, complete halt um, in the development of new renewable projects um, since, since um, subsidies were removed from that. Um, what that is causing is um, the development community to become more creative and, and, and I think that's where um, it, uh, new sources of land, new collaborations can come come to the fore. Um, the, the, the energy market price has come down, um, which uh, yeah, this year has seen unprecedented, well not unprecedented, but, but um, the lowest energy prices for over 10 years, I think it is. Um, so, so that obviously doesn't help long-term planning, but actually very often new projects can be put away just with the support of a of a corporate to, to commit to paying uh, a market price for 10 to 15 years. So, so we are seeing a number of our customers getting more and more interested in that. And, uh, and I think to roll that out to community, it would be a really interesting concept too. Mm, yeah. Um... And I think, um, you know, it's interesting that National Grid have made a commitment to, you know, get the grid ready um, fairly rapidly to be, um, you know, a, a able to work with, um, you know, fully sort of distributed energy system, or maybe not fully, but, you know, to make that happen. So I think that the whole, the system is starting to come together. And I think the this is where, where it's, you know, if you think about energy, electricity, um, you know, it is that it's the whole system piece, isn't it? How does that all come together? So, um, you know, it, it, and it, I, I think people don't really understand because, you know, you, you kind of turn on the switch and there it is. But it's <laughs> it, it's it's so complicated to balance it at every single moment, you know, and, and that that piece around renewables and their um, intermittent nature, um, it does make that quite tricky. So I think, um, you know, the thinking about the, the way that businesses can, um, you know, respond in terms of demand and how that, um, you know, whether yeah. you can, um, you know, be flexible is, is a really important thing. And, 
Uh, so one of the tools that the the task force is developing is a is something that you know works on um, open open data. But how do you look and see at any one moment what the mix of the grid is as a business, so you can understand yeah. that you know um, you can use it. It'll be you know very green, low carbon at this point, but at, the, at another point it's not. So that's really interesting. I mean, we um, as a business. Um, been known for supplying uh, renewable electricity, but actually uh, earlier this year we we changed our um, our ambition, and it is all around the net zero. The important thing is the net zero, um, mm-hmm. because the way that the energy system is changing is changing very rapidly. Um, it, 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 uh, the lowest carbon electricity system is one that is more flexible and more distributed, um, and 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 managed at that local level. Um, so we see uh, a, a, an increasing role of batteries and, and we're starting to see more and more batteries come online. I think there's still, there's still a difficult commercial business case to make to, to build batteries, but we are seeing more and more coming online and that, and that definitely will grow over the next couple of years. Um, there, there, um, yeah, the, you know, we've seen with some of the storms that, that we've had lots of wind and then no wind and, and mm. things like that. So, so we're seeing uh, an increased focus um, on the cost of balancing. And, and you know, the, in fairness, the national grid are doing a good job of creating new marketplaces for flexibility, whether that's turning up or turning down. Um, and we are seeing an increasing number of our customers wanting to become more active in the way that they they interact with the, the energy system. Um, and, I, and I think um, it will become more and more natural for people to do that, and you'll get more and more technology to enable that. Um, but uh, what we're probably not seeing this year is as many spikes in the energy price, the short-term prices, um, as we did maybe in the last year, so that is probably an indicator that the that the measures that, that uh, the national grid are putting in place are kind of um, are actually working because we're not getting the extremes of high and low and and low stroke negative pricing that, that we have seen. I think the yeah. other one is interesting that we'll see relatively soon as we reach the end of the winter period, the triad period. Um, I. Um, Obviously, we don't know for certain yet, but it but it looks like the peak demand during the winter this year is going to be again a significant drop on the last few years, and it, and it has been declining over the last ten years anyway. So it'd be um, it's really interesting that that um, heavy users of electricity are actually all you know naturally avoiding the 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 peak times. So yeah, so there's there's quite a lot of interesting things going on that are, that are driving people's behaviour. I just wanted to pick up on um, the the comment you made around um, yeah, even at the business and the community, you're you're looking at your own footprint, you're measuring what you're doing, and you're trying to to take your own um, steps. Yeah, at Smartest Energy, you know, we we do see our biggest impact is helping our customers, you know, make make those steps on their supply. But but we we are in exactly the same situation as you. We're a you know we're a small company, uh, sort of less than three hundred people. Um, but we've um, you know we, we now measure our impact. We're starting to put um, 
plans in place to reduce our impact. We've just moved to a new office. We're giving much, many more of our employees the ability to work from home. So we're reducing that, that uh, travel commitment that, that they do. Uh, we've moved to, a, you know, to Canary Wharf, which is zero waste to landfill um, and has a, a, a real biodiversity action plan. Um, and I guess what we hope to be able to do is to use our small company impact just to influence more more businesses. Is that the sort of thing that you anticipate um, kind of sharing that best practice as one of the, the objectives of the, the business and the community piece? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think, you know, one of the you know, we we have we do. Um, it's interesting, you know, because I think we do good things. You know, we buy renewable energy. All of our, um, uh, you know, all of our food waste goes to be um, returned into. I can't composted to, to be used in allotments um, and community spaces in and around Hackney, where we're based. Um, and you know our paper gets um, reprocessed and turned back into paper, the paper we don't use. So we kind of do lots of really good stuff. But I think what's what's really important for for us as smaller organisations is to be able to do things. We can be a bit more fleet of foot sometimes, but also to show to other SMEs um, that you can do it, and you know it it, yeah. it does have um benefit so one of the things we're very keen to do and this is where our our toolkit and the work that we're going to do over the next um well 10 years but starting with this this year is around um really getting those stories that show um you know that it's practical that it can be done that it's 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 good um it's good business you know it's not just about you know the 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 money on the bottom line but actually it is about um about other things that are really important to your business you know if you think about talent um and being an attractive employer um you know there was some research um that total jobs um did a few months ago which showed that um people are willing to take a pay cut um to work for companies that they see are doing the right thing uh, and making a contribution to solving the crisis um, there was a big protest last week in the states a, a, a law firm recruiting um graduates uh, a dinner for recruitment where um a whole bunch of students protested about um you know the fact that they were working with a big um a fossil fuel company so i think actually being you know mindful about what um what people think um and I, I you know people say oh it's millennials and younger but actually you know if it's generation x as well it's all of us because if you've got kids and they're coming home from school as one of my friends said to me that you know her 10 year old came home and said will i will i be able to grow up um because of climate change and so you know if you're getting those messages from your children you are going to want to act as well so that whole bit around um and you know there's 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 cost savings there's um there's the whole employee engagement and talent um, attraction piece that are really critically important and also reputation you know being seen for your customers that you're um 
being a company that is doing the right thing you know come back people don't necessarily um want or ask all the time but there's you know research from sustainable brands that shows that if they find out you're not doing what they think you're doing then the public will 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 act and will respond and, and will react um not positively so i think thinking about how we showcase all of the benefits that we have from doing these things um you know you know new markets all of these things are available to companies that act and it's getting into this new mindset you know that things are going to be very different and things are changing so fast that um you kind of need to to get ahead of, of the curve yeah i think i think that's right um <clears throat> some, re some really interesting points there i think um so so to to wrap up what we're saying is um businesses need to start acting now they need to accelerate their plans but but actually knowing where you're starting from and starting small just to make sure that you're starting because that helps then engage your customers and your employees and it builds more opportunity um, by by just making progress is, is that is that putting words into your mouth or is that is that kind of the what so if we're going to wrap up the the ambition of business and community net zero task force it, it's 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 what it's about putting concrete plans in making progress now and and really getting off the off the blocks is, is, is that it or is there um do you want to just give us a lower path the leaving comment yeah so i think it's it's very much around what um get started um you know our kind of um sort of motto is together we can and yeah. you know we we know that a number of companies are doing things um, you know the water industry made a commitment to net zero by 2030 sky has made a commitment to net zero by 2030 if these companies and sectors can do why aren't others and what can we do to unlock the potential for others to do it as well so this is kind of where we're getting with it you know it this is the biggest risk and the biggest opportunity and so how do we um you know how do we enable that um to to happen um as as sort of quickly and as positively as we can um so that's kind of i think the the um the the, the raison d'etre for our task force is you know this is important for everybody and um, we really want to um, inspire uh, and support business to, to believe it's possible um, to get to um, you know to net zero carbon in a in a swift um, time frame. Brilliant. So so get started so that you get a benefit from it for your business as opposed to dragging and screaming after everyone else has has, has started to make the change. Um, I mean, let, let's let's hope that we can build that that level of momentum. Um, well, thank, thanks very much um, for for joining us this morning, uh, Gudrun. That that's amazing. Um, we have um, you know, there's more information on our website uh, if you want to go and see our sustainability report, see see what we're up to. Um, we've also got uh, a podcast on how you can buy renewable electricity. Only a couple of weeks ago, we've got blogs and infographics there as as well. Um, and, and we've got a net zero vision page on our website to go there. Um, I think um, 
just the final word from you, Gudrun, before yeah, or before I say thanks. Um, do you want to just let people know how they can get involved with the business in the community um, or even joining the Net Zero um, task force? Yeah, so um, we've also got a website, so you can check out there. We've got some information on um, the task force, on um, Net Zero and our sort of wider innovating to repair and sustain the planet work um and we have have a whole bunch of events i think the next one is around climate resilience so uh, not so much on the energy side but climate resilience and then um in the summer we'll be doing a, a, a further stuff around net zero so yeah um reach out um i'm happy to sort of you know share my contact details on sort of linkedin and twitter you know if you want to find me and connect very happy to do that as well perfect Thanks so much, Gudrun, uh, and we will see what this year uh, delivers as we approach COP26 in uh, Glasgow. Uh, thanks very much for your time. You're very welcome. A pleasure to be part of the conversation.